0: guys i'm court and i'm kate and you're listening to another episode of the castle chat Chat. hey friends and welcome back to another episode of our disney inspired podcast each week we will dive into the history details and fun facts of a world showcase pavilion join us this week as we continue into the american adventure want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode be sure to follow us on all socials at the castle chat If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it.
1: Howdy, hey. Howdy hey. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) We are good. We are living it up here in the castle chat. Um, We've got a new guest in the studio.
0: We do have a new guest. We've got baby Baker here. Baby
1: Baker has arrived and this is his first recording session. It is. If you
0: haven't caught up with us yet, Caitlin just had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. Like three weeks ago and all the episodes up until now were all like batch recorded pre-recorded episodes to prepare for her birth and then you know baby baker decided to come a little bit early and so we're back in the studio we're recording and it's exciting to be
1: back it is if you hear any little um baby noises in the background I probably will not take the time to edit them out. So just enjoy listening to some sweet
0: nothings from (laughs) a
1: three-week-old infant.
0: (laughs) I love that. It's so special to have him here and show him the studio. And, you know, he's an American little baby, so why not we just start with America here? I know. Well, and I also
1: think that it's worth mentioning that as we record this, this is our first episode that we've recorded since you've become an official American citizen yes it
0: is official as of January 26 I am one of you all Wow. Well, for those of you that are listening from America, I know we do have some listeners that are not from here, so wherever you are from, I am now an American citizen. (laughs) Amazing. Courtney, if you
1: don't know, um, her background was born in England and is now a dual citizen. It's been a really long time coming for her, so um, round of applause. We're super proud and excited that this episode of our 11-part series would just so happen to land on the American adventure when we've got Courtney's Big News and a new American citizen with us as well. So I know, it What is
0: timing. Very exciting. Thank you. And I'm very excited to talk about the United Kingdom once we get to that section of the World Showcase, as I have a lot to say about that oh, I am sure you pavilion do. as well. So this is very exciting, and I feel like we should... Um, Start with our languages of the world and our global greetings Oh, yes, that's what it was See, it's been a while (laughs) It's global greetings So I'll kick it off with Ola Hello Ni hao Hello Ciao Hey (laughs) Hi, girl How you doing? Oh my goodness I'm doing so
1: good over here
0: Oh my gosh, we love it We are now on Oh my gosh, our sixth country We are already halfway around the showcase so i hope you guys are enjoying this series so far if you need to go catch up we've got countries one through five already uploaded and ready to go for you to listen to but basically today we're going to be talking about you know history details fun facts stuff that we mentioned earlier it's really fun for us to just break down these pavilions and talk about what makes them special and what disney did to make them happen and Um, Educate you guys so that when you are visiting Epcot in the future and you go into these one of these pavilions, you have more information about this area.
1: Yeah, I think it's really fun to have a better understanding and better respect for all of the effort that Disney um, puts into creating something like a new land. Um, We've seen lots of that with things like Pandora, Galaxy's Edge, and just so much time and effort. Um, is spent by Imagineers to curate these things, and that was true way back when they were doing World Showcase as well. So I've really enjoyed getting to break these down, but we've got a a general outline that we're going to kick off here, and I think that we should just talk about the the original concept for what the American adventure was supposed to be.
0: Yeah, for sure. So if you have visited Epcot before, you know that this pavilion is the central point of the uh, world showcase it is directly in the middle of i mean not the middle of the lagoon but like if you're looking at the lagoon and you look all the way across right there in the middle you will see the american adventure it is actually the southernmost point of epcot so that is where it is located in the showcase
1: yeah there's five countries to the right and five countries to the left putting it smack dab in the middle of all of the different pavilions and i also saw that the um, architecture or the building of the American Adventure one took really long. It took five years to put all the um, bits and pieces together. But they also elevated the the land that the American Adventure was on, so that it does like from right to left or left to right. You're kind of going up, and the American Adventure at the center of World Showcase is a little bit more elevated than the other pavilions.
0: I did not know this fact. Yeah, fun facts. Fun facts. I mean, I would... It's so subtle. I don't think I would ever notice that I'm going up or
1: down. It's not massive. It's not like a huge trek. But um, I think if you're like walking from... Um, Japan to the American Adventure, which is on the other side of the way that we're going around World Showcase, I feel like I can kind of tell that it's a little bit uphill right there, um, but not not in an extremely drastic sense. But um, that is something that I thought was interesting and obviously something that the Imagineers and people who are creating World Showcase were thinking of, of, you know, this is our country, this is where, you know, we're from per se so let's give some distinction here so they one put it in the middle but two also lifted it up a little bit which I thought was a neat detail
0: well even to begin with I don't even think that Imagineers even placed like the American Adventure or the United States um, with the other pavilions
1: <clears throat> yeah the original concept I think was for it to be um, where like the trading post gift shops are On the other side, right as you leave Future World and you enter um, World Showcase, I think the original location for what
0: was to be the United
1: States representation was, like, right there smack dab in the middle.
0: Yeah, I saw something um, through an article that said that it was actually supposed to be, like, this two-story structure where the top floor um, was going to be, you know, this, I guess, a version of America, and then, like, you would walk underneath it to enter The World Showcase, kind of like um, over in Magic Kingdom when you walk underneath, um, when you go from like, isn't it like Liberty Square? No, you go from Fantasyland to Liberty Square or Mm -hmm. vice versa. You kind of walk underneath um, one of those restaurants. So it's interesting to see what Disney originally had planned for something like this to see it turn into probably one of the largest pavilions we now have in the whole World Showcase.
1: Yeah, and I think the idea of or what they were wanting to get across was like America is hosting all these other countries. And so um, now that it's kind of on the other side in the middle, it doesn't necessarily have that same effect for World Showcase, but um, definitely trying to single out um, the United States as um, a special representation of, of where Disney World is located. Um, But there's a lot of other details for us to go through. Oh,
0: yes. We've got food. We've got, you know, kind of an attraction. Um, And we've got shopping. We've even got a really nice amphitheater. It's quite a large area, like I said earlier, of World Showcase. It's very difficult to miss. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think the architecture itself, like the structure of the building,
1: um, there are some details about that that we had written down. Um, to go over, but I know that the like main we've tried to in other pavilions um, come up with the structures that are supposed to be lifelike representations, and there's not necessarily a specific representation of what that big building in the American Adventure is supposed to be, but it's taken um, inspiration from the Monticello, uh, Thomas Jefferson's house, and um, tried to kind of mirror or mimic that a little bit. And um, there's a lot of details that were put into the building, that structure itself. It was made with actual bricks, and the bricks were supposed to be aged in a way that makes it look like a really old structure, which I thought was... A really neat detail.
0: Yeah, it really reminds me of like Philadelphia. Um, I recently visited there for New Year's and it was really cool seeing that colonial style there. And I know that they definitely focused on that when it came to building out this area in that classic, like English, is it Gigori? Georgian? Georgian. (laughs) Gigorian. I can't read. It says Georgian. (laughs) Georgian style. Oh my goodness. But You I love that old feel and that old look. So it's really cool that they they took those bricks and made it look like that because I don't know, I I love their ability to make something extremely immersive and take you almost through time.
1: Yeah, for sure. And whenever I remember going to I mean, I went on a field trip to the Monticello, I've been to DC and all of those buildings that are definitely historical in nature this building in the American Adventure gives me that exact same vibe. Um, and so when I walk in, I'm like, oh, this is like a, an old colonial structure, but really it was built in the 80s.
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, I haven't spent a ton of time in this pavilion. It's one of those pavilions where I'm like, well, I live in America, so what's there to explore? You know, yeah. but it is, um, I have enjoyed when I've walked by and there's been a concert at the amphitheater, or something exciting going on over there it definitely draws me in i love the funnel cakes Mm. in this area i will say those are fantastic so there definitely are some things to see and do so maybe we should talk about our food options okay in this pavilion um one of the most recent openings at disney world is the regal eagle smokehouse this opened in early 2020 oh Rough timing, mm-hmm. um, for that. But it did open back then, and obviously people did not get to enjoy it that much until the parks reopened after COVID. But you can definitely get your barbecue up in this place. Yes, you can. Have you eaten at Regal Eagle? I have not, but I've heard great things. I've watched lots of videos, and I've heard that the um, serving sizes of the meals that you get are fantastic for the price. Yes,
1: I um, I've definitely eaten here more than once and I've gotten a couple different things, and I have yet to be disappointed. I think um, it's a very busy area um, for a quick service, kind of similar to, it's much bigger than the seating in the Mexico Pavilion for their quick service, but it is one of those, you go in, and you the tables are all full, and you're trying to figure out where to sit. Um, I think a fun thing that is added to this area is there are picnic tables outside and so you can go outside and enjoy outdoor seating as well as well as have indoor seating um and there's you know a good bit of space to be used in there but In addition to the space, the food is, I think, worth checking out if you are into barbecue, if you're not a vegetarian. Um, I do think Disney has made a good bit of effort in making sure there are vegetarian or vegan options at places like this. So I do think that there might be like a jackfruit barbecue sandwich, something that is um, not actual meat. For you to enjoy, if that is your um, dietary preference, but there is a
0: backstory to what this restaurant is. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I sure can. So, if you are a fan of the Muppets, then this is definitely going to be a restaurant for you because this features the Muppet Sam Eagle as the host, the hostess with the mostest. Um, The backstory is that Sam is hosting a barbecue competition. So, guests dining here will find barbecue inspired by four different regions in the United States. So I love that they have this variety and they're bringing in you know ip and characters and and making it an experience and not just a place that you can come get barbecue i wonder what the four
1: areas are i mean carolina where we got from, be. has to be on there texas i'm sure
0: um but i i should look into what the other locations I are. i am gonna look it up right now because i'm sure it says something on their like menu so let's see view menu Um, Memphis, they have a Memphis dry rub pork ribs, Kansas City half smoked chicken, Mm -hmm. sliced Texas beef brisket and North Carolina chopped smoked pork butt platter. See, we knew. So we've got North Carolina, we've got Texas Kansas City and we've got Memphis. Kansas City Kansas City, wow. Just talk of the town Super Bowl. Weird. (laughs) Weird, so strange. Um, But it's interesting that we have North Carolina as well as Memphis which are obviously very close to one another but We are very well known for our barbecue so it makes sense to have that included for those of you who want just a
1: quick um north carolina barbecue education ours is usually vinegar based like the the taste or the flavoring is like chili um red chili flakes and vinegar so that is something that i grew up with i know the flavor very well my grandpa makes it himself at home all the time like literally brings
0: the really gory meat home and does all of the work and like lets um, it soak and you got i've seen yeah. like dr pepper um infused like barbecue before i don't know if you've ever heard that it's very popular in or our area wine. or cheer wine which mm-hmm. wine one's a very popular soda here <laughs> soda uh, soda here soda here in north carolina so don't know it's just fun a little history about our little state here yeah
1: but that is something um that is unique to the american adventure you can get barbecue in other places around walt disney world but i definitely think that this is a good one if you're on a vacation and you're like oh, i just want to go to one barbecue place i don't want to
0: you know have this type of food multiple places i think this is a good place to try it so hot take i think one of the reasons why i haven't gone to regal eagle is because i, I am say. such a hardcore flame tree barbecue fan over in animal kingdom that i don't know if i was gonna like choose to have barbecue if i would just choose to go to regal eagle instead i just i love my like my pulled pork mac and cheese with the onion ring like give Uh it to me all day long yeah and that is a unique option to flame tree so if that's
1: what you're feeling that is totally okay but we're here to hype up epcot
0: so yeah i know you know animal kingdom represent but we are here for epcot i do i also love flame tree barbecue but it is very good so That's your barbecue option here in this pavilion, which has been a great addition to this area. I think Disney has been very excited for the business that it has brought and the people that hang out more in this area because of this restaurant.
1: Yeah, definitely. You mentioned funnel
0: cakes before. I did mention funnel cakes. There is like a little
1: funnel cake window. It's like a tiny little shack and they make the funnel cakes in there and I think that um, something that is fun that they do, that I'm actually always trying to look up what it is, is they do seasonal funnel cakes that go along with whatever festival is current in Epcot. And so I'm always curious to see what flavors they have. Um, whenever there is a new festival, there's usually like ice cream and some sort of topping on top of it. It is over the top decadent, but it always looks delicious.
0: They're huge too. like it's definitely something you can purchase and share with multiple people or not. If you want to eat the whole thing, you go for it. Um, but <laughs> there is a cookies and cream one that's really good that does have the ice cream and Oreos on top. And I remember getting it with my sisters a few years ago and we devoured. We devoured it. It was so good. I mean, what's not so love about a funnel cake? I would also devour. And if you're like, man, I don't want a funnel cake. I just want a turkey leg. Then there is also a place for you to get turkey legs, which is the Rife and Drum Tavern. Some people are like really excited about theme park turkey legs and other people are like, please never give me one. Where do you stand on the turkey leg debate? Never give me a turkey leg. Okay. I'm not, I'm not about it. Yeah, I feel like I'm also in that boat. I just don't do well with, like, bones of any sort. Okay. Like I can't eat regular wings. Yeah, like, I'm like, this stresses <laughs> me out, whereas my husband can, like, put a whole wing in his mouth and pull the thing out clean, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. how? Yeah. Call the Avengers. Like, you're a superhero. What is happening? I don't understand.
1: Yeah, no. I'm not about it. I'm not a big fan. They do have, like, Mickey pretzels and hot dogs and popcorn and other American-related food items that you can get there. But um, I have... Maybe it's not really a hot take. Maybe I have a a secret. Um, There is a snack, drink, treat here. Um, that I feel like isn't talked about a lot. It's not one of those, like, cult-following Disney treats. But I have gotten it here, and I'm a huge fan of it because it reminds me of my childhood. There is something... First of all, you can get a root beer float, which I feel like is very American. Um, But second of all, there is something called the Half Note Float. Oh, what's this? Which I really... Enjoyed, like I said, it reminds me of my childhood. But it is a cherry and um, blue raspberry and lemonade slushy, but it has vanilla soft serve between the layers of the the slush, and it's red, white, and blue like the American flag. Mm. Um, but I grew up, I think, I feel like it was a Dairy Queen. It might have been something else. But there was definitely an ice cream place that I grew up going to where I would get a slushy that was, like, mixed with vanilla soft serve. And it's just, it's kind of a strange thing. But for me, it is very nostalgic. And I found this at the Fife and Drum window and was like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I used to eat this all the time when I was five and loved Getting a sugar rush, and now I can go and have it again. So that's just a little extra um, thing that you can find in the American Adventure Pavilion. They also have the regular slushies. If you want a plain slushie, you can get
0: that too. But that is, um, I think, it for the food options, right? I mean, you've covered our salty and our sweet. So if you really want an American experience, then you've got both covered here, which is fantastic as always there's also different types of beers and things that you can buy craft options for this pavilion as well but I think we should talk a little bit now about some shopping options for this area so what do we have well first of all we have a pin
1: cart because you can't go wrong with a pin cart they're kind of all over world showcase but you can find one here at the american adventure they have ears and other things that you can buy um but uh the other shop which is the main shop that's there is somewhat new it was put there in 2019 and it is the
0: art of disney cute I wonder why they just were like, hmm, we're going to move this to America, the American Adventure. I don't know. Maybe American artists and
1: art of Disney, Disney Fine Art, they wanted to have some sort of building or actual structure that's there all the time for guests to be able to go and look and purchase this very expensive, very exquisite art. Um, But I do like to wander in there and look around at what they have. And a lot of times when there are scavenger hunts, sometimes there are little things that you're supposed to be finding in there. So um, I have wandered in there a time or two for that as well. But um, it didn't open until 2019. So it's been just a handful
0: of years that it's been there. Um, Have you ever wandered in? No, honestly, like I said, I have done rarely anything in this pavilion. <laughs> so I'm like a fake Disney fan, I guess. I don't know. But That's okay. We've- I just it's one that I just often pass
1: through. Yeah, well, like you said, I mean, you're wanting to experience other cultures. You know about American culture. You live yeah. in the country, so that's okay and acceptable i'm sure there are plenty of other people who do the same yeah i feel like when it comes to thinking about like the food options and other things that you can do in other pavilions american adventure has never been top of my list no
0: i mean like my only priority is like do i want a funnel cake yes or no (laughs) okay yes cool i'll stay in this little line if not nah on to the next thing oh what's that sound over there in the theater do i want to watch whatever concert it is maybe no i'm gonna go to japan (laughs)
1: <laughs> I have watched a concert. Maybe this is what we can talk about next. Perfect. Go for it. So the um, name of the the it's concert pavilion is the America Gardens Theater. Cute. Um, and it's like right across. It's on the water waterfront little theater where they have a lot of concerts. If you are familiar with the Candlelight Processional, that is another like cult Disney following thing where celebrities come read a Christmas story and there's a choir that sings Um, behind them, and people wait hours and hours and hours and hours for this, Um, but there are concerts that go along with each of the festivals as well. There is um, a Broadway concert series that happens for Festival of the Arts. They have um, the Flower and Garden list. It's Garden Rocks or something like that, Um, and then they have the Eat to the Beat concerts for food and wine, and so um, there are different types of music that is planned and um set up for these festivals i have gone to one concert once upon a time because my friend was on she was on the touring staff she wasn't like on tour as a musician but she was touring with a particular artist that was going to be there and so um i went and sat and watched um, a concert and it was during Flower and Garden. And that's the only time I've ever participated in any of the um, concerts at the America Gardens Theater. And it's it's cute. It's, you know, it, I don't think that it's anything super special unless the artist that's going to be there is somebody that you're really excited about. I know um, Joey Fatone and Lance Bass yep, were there. That was a big deal. I actually was there. When that happened, oh,
0: I think I remember. You and I like, this.
1: I was like walking by it. Like I wasn't. I was like, "There's so many people are going to come out to watch um, this concert. I'm not going to wait hours for it, but I will wander by." And I wandered by, and one of the guys, um, he goes by Murray, but I think that's his last name, James Murray from Impractical Jokers. Yes, was on stage with Joey, and everyone geeked out about that. But then also Lance Bass came out, and so it was a pretty big deal for <laughs> Epcot, um, to have some members of InSync out there. Um, but they do have some bigger artists that go out. They have, um, incredible shows. If that's something that you want to spend your time doing, they have dinner packages where you can have a, a sit down dining reservation, and then you have a seat reserved in the, um, theater. If you know that you want to see a particular artist, it's a great way to make sure you're not waiting forever for, um, that concert, but that is, the only place that they um have those planned concerts there are other plenty of other stages where live music is played but this is where like the big concerts happen yeah and
0: it's a very large area I just looked it up it fits 1800 people so like that's quite a that's quite a good amount of people to sit in the theater I don't know why it's called a theater it's more like an amphitheater because it's outdoors yeah it's definitely Um, amphitheater. But it is so cool to walk by if it's something is happening or seeing what's coming up. I feel like Disney is very intentional about picking who they want to um, host at these things. And it's cool that you can, you know, have an admission to a theme park and also go to a concert if you want. I, um, was just remembering i don't know if they did it this year but i
1: also have seen during festival of the arts they will have disney artists go um and you can sit grab a piece of paper and a pencil and they do like little drawing um, yeah it's like animation
0: something yeah that Mm -hmm. was happening when i was just um there for festival of the arts and i thought about doing one and I was like, oh no, I want to go ride cosmic. So (laughs) I I was like, this is uh, okay. Um, But it does like all the videos and stuff I've seen of it do look really cute and fun. And so I love that they have these extra experiences that you can be a part of while spending time at Disney. Definitely.
1: Okay. So we've talked about food. We've talked about the outdoor amphitheater, theater concert situation Maybe we should um, finish up by wandering inside the American Adventure building um, at the center of the pavilion and talk about what you can find in there.
0: Yeah, so this is actually, I would say, you know, their main attraction. You could even say that the, uh, the Garden Theater is an attraction for, for this area, but this is a very popular spot to stop if you want to um, listen to the Voices of Liberty uh, before experiencing this attraction. It is a beautiful acapella experience um, where I feel like the acoustics are out of this world. Um, and I don't know, I feel like it's worth a stop. Yeah, I mean, if you've got time, the
1: the sound, like Courtney was saying, the acoustics in the building, it's kind of like this domed ceiling, and they're amazing, And the singers themselves are incredible. So if you have a minute to stop and listen, then they're definitely um, an incredible uh, group of people to listen to.
0: But there's also something else you can find. I know. So as you continue on, after you've listened to the Voices of Liberty, you will head into an interior theater where you will enjoy an entire show. Based on the American history of sorts, right? I've never actually seen the show. I I think it is like the American Adventure. The (laughs) The American Adventure. We named the pavilion after the attraction because we didn't want to call it just America. It had to be the American (laughs) Adventure (laughs) for the entire pavilion. Yeah, and this show is long. Like, it's
1: not a brief little stage show. It's, you know, you're sitting down and really um, taking in all of the history of america which i think is i think it's worth doing at least once i've definitely done it once did i fall asleep yes was it air conditioned and dark yes Maybe this is a great place if you're having a really hot Disney day and you just need a minute um, to put on the agenda because it is in the middle of World Showcase. So it's a perfect like stopping point if you're making your way all the way around. There are seats and it's I know some of the other theaters and other pavilions you stand and it's like that circle vision um, type of theater and you're standing while you watch whatever's on the screen. No, You get to sit in nice cushioned seats. And um, it gets dark, and it's nice and cool in there. And they do have some pretty impressive animatronics. Um, It's If you can imagine um, Hall of Presidents in Magic Kingdom, kind of a similar thing to that, but it's not all presidents. It's people who are very pivotal in American history. And um, I think from what I read, the work that was done on this attraction for the American Adventure um the the work on the animatronics was really groundbreaking for the time and was a pretty big piece of the puzzle or played a really big role in disney's development of other animatronics i don't know if you guys have seen the videos of the new tiana animatronic or um the shaman of song and navi river journey and animal kingdom that level of animatronic would not be possible without the early stages that we see in things like this or hall of presidents so um even though it's maybe by a uh, Most people's standards a little boring to go and watch it. It is part of Disney history, so I think that it's at least worth a a one-time viewing for that.
0: Well, I do think about people that are traveling from other countries to come to Disney World and you know want to learn more about the American culture. This is a great opportunity to do so. It is a 30-minute show, which is typically longer than most of these like theater sit-down shows that you um, can participate in. So, as someone that lives in America, took a lot of like. American history classes in school, I'm less inclined to go sit down and feel like I'm in a history class, but I can totally see someone like my dad who is fascinated by American culture and lives in England being like, let's go watch The American Adventure. This is what I need. Yeah, well, 30 minutes is plenty of time for a nap too if
1: everybody in (laughs) the group isn't really into uh, watching the show. But um, I think as far as the, the... concept or the show itself like i said it just kind of takes you through pivotal moments in american history um but there is some pre-show stuff that is pretty notable i guess whenever the imagineers were setting it up they put these 12 different statues um six on either side of the theater that are supposed to be um, representing these different aspects of american culture that were important to them. So um, I think that if you're going, you know, it's another small thing that most people maybe skip over, but it is a detail that the Imagineers wanted to be intentional about. Do you know
0: what those pillars or statues are? I do. I have them written down. So there are six on each side of the theater. So on the left side of the theater, you have individualism, innovation, tomorrow, independence, compassion, and discovery. And then on the right side of the theater, you have freedom, heritage, pioneering, knowledge, self-resilient, re- 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 reliance, self-reliance, and adventure. Um, and it's funny seeing some of these because I see like Innovation, Tomorrow, and I'm like, I think of the different, like, I think of like Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom. And I'm like, I wonder if, and like Discovery, Adventureland, or even just Adventure, there you go, <laughs> it would be for Adventureland. So I like how sometimes you can see little crossovers of different things that maybe were inspiration for other aspects of building Walt Disney World.
1: Yeah, I felt the same way when you were reading them out. I was like, okay, these are very Disney words. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't know mm. if we're talking about American culture. or. If, but I also think a huge thing, if you're a huge Disney fan, Walt Disney was a massive patriot. He loved America. He loved what it represented and all the history behind it. And so that's why things like Hall of Presidents and this you know, American adventure show in the um, American or America pavilion um, are important pieces of Disney history because they would have been so important and some of his favorite things. So um, I think that that is another reason why all these words that maybe are representative of the United States or America to the Imagineers when they were developing it, the, those words came to mind because Walt was such a patriot that those words were a part of his Building of this massive company, um, and theme park kingdom, I guess.
0: Theme park kingdom, Magic Kingdom, <laughs> Patriot Walt, yeehaw! Yeah, yeehaw! Howdy hey! It was quite, cry- it was quite a yeehaw man. Yes, Mr. Walt himself. So. Um, So that is the main attraction that we do have in this area. There also is another gallery of sorts, right? That's different than the Art of Disney store. Yeah, it's a
1: a specific gallery focusing on American art or um, like American heritage where the Art of Disney store, like there are.
0: they're all disney pieces gotcha makes sense okay so that's just a little bit different so if you're into art this is actually a really great pavilion to spend time in yeah for sure you don't have to go during festival of the arts you can just go whenever and it'll always be here (laughs) yes it's right there um, I feel
1: like we covered so much for this pavilion. But We so did. We've got some things that we always wrap out. Wrap out. Wrap, wrap out. Up. We gotta wrap out. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Courtney are running on fumes here, but
0: it's you know fine. What? It's, our, it's fine. You just had a
1: baby. I don't have an excuse. So no, you've got <laughs> you've got plenty going on in your personal life that people don't know about too. So <laughs> you know what? It's okay. Um, but yes, we've got a few things that we wrap up these episodes episodes with
0: what do we want to start with okay let's rate the pavilion first on a scale of one to ten um and then we'll go into like what would we add to this pavilion to maybe increase that rating spice it up spice it up um
1: i give this pavilion a five okay i was gonna go solid four or five okay yeah i mean i enjoy regal eagle i do i have like participated and watched concerts there um I feel like there is oh they
0: have really nice bathrooms they do have Mm -hmm. nice bathrooms you know so that's always a perk and usually unused I feel like because it's kind of tucked away in the back like yeah it's a good spot if you need to
1: yeah so that let a load off that takes it from a four (laughs) to a five for me okay perfect (laughs) um but yeah there's not a ton going on here there's not anytime i go to disney i'm not like we have to at least do this we have to at least stop by the american adventure there are (laughs) other pavilions where i feel that way where i'm like we have to at least get this in france or we have to at least eat at mexico for a meal um but i don't feel that way about the american adventure so you know i appreciate it for what it is i do um consume some of the food there and I have participated in some of the activities there but I don't do them on repeat which I feel like the repeatability that is gonna be the thing that makes it like an eight or a nine for me oh yeah so
0: um yeah I I give it a five would you compare your feelings towards this pavilion similar to how you feel towards China
1: Uh, yes I feel like there's a little bit more going on than China because of the concerts that you can watch there. Um, And even if you're not waiting in line and sitting in the theater to watch the concerts, you can walk by it. You can hear it. Um, And so I feel like it's a little bit of a step above China for me. China would be out of the countries we've gone through so far. China would be bottom of the list and America would be above it.
0: Okay. All right. Oh, maybe at the end we put them in order. Oh, yeah. We have to do <gasps> personal rankings. I know we've done, like, ratings in general, but I've already forgotten what I rated. Oh, for sure. China, and I'm like, China's definitely, like, at the bottom for I me. probably gave China a six. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think we gave... Maybe I, think I we And now that I'm thinking about it, I think we gave higher than that. But, you know, really, if we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, we know that China is at the bottom. Okay. Yeah, so we'll... Maybe re rank or restructure, <laughs> structure as we go through. Yes. Okay. So we know it's at the four, five, six, whatever range we're at right now. What would we add to this pavilion to maybe make it a seven, eight, and ho- or higher? Well, I feel like there is always an opportunity for an attraction
1: at a lot of these pavilions. I feel like that is something that Epcot doesn't have a ton of to spread people out. Um, so I definitely would add an attraction. Um, and I would say maybe, like, a table service where there's, like, a really nice fine dining American fair, um, that you could take, um, or that you could make reservations at, but Canada has a steakhouse already, so I feel like that's kind of, that would be, like, what you would do in America, so,
0: you know. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say, like, I don't know, there's also, like, you have, um, what do you have? I'm, I'm blanking in my brain. Um, over in Hollywood Studios, you now have the Roundup Rodeo, which is oh, still like mm-hmm. American barbecue, barbecue like yep, sit-down family one. experience. It, so maybe something similar to to that to put in the American Adventure, but I don't know. I feel like we already have that in other parks. So, and how how much of a how like what's the demand for yeah. barbecue? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe something different. I'm yeah. not sure. But so I, I'm leaning attraction. Okay, we're going attraction what would be your like top pick for an attraction okay before i do that now that we're talking about food again i just recalled in my
1: brain there is a joffrey's cart um outside of the american adventure as well
0: oh my gosh um, you're right so yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: don't sleep on joffrey's you can get a donut love joffrey's you can donuts. also get coffee i love joffrey's donuts so good so anyway i just wanted to throw that in there um but as far as attractions go okay i have two thoughts here thought number one is because regal eagle is sam eagle's restaurant or barbecue competition i think that we should just uproot the muppets 3d (gasps) and plop it into the back of the american adventure i mean you don't even need to add it let's just replace what's already there (laughs) yeah no that's what i was saying i like if you take take the muppets 3d put it in the american adventure Sam Eagle's already there, and then we can do something totally new in Hollywood Studios in the Muppets area, Um, or you could improve the Muppets 3D show, something like that, but Muppets is something that I think would be a great thing to add in there, but I have a thought for like a really extreme
0: attraction if we were to start from scratch. I kind of, I mean, I see the notes here, so I know kind of what you're going to say, and I'm already excited to hear your idea, because it's genius,
1: Okay, well, I'll spill the details then. Um, We all know one Nick Cage, Nicholas Cage. We love him. Um, And we all know the film National Treasure. And there is no representation of this film. Absolutely not, and it's a shame. And I think, for me anyway, thinking back to my younger years, that this film was one that I wanted to watch all the time. I was on the floor i thought it was so cool treasure hunt and um all of the american history that was tied into it even if some of it was made up but i think that if we could create a national treasure adventure and you start in the smithsonian or wherever the um, declaration of independence is kept and you're on this like easy smooth ride and somebody's giving you a tour and showing you all of this American history and all of a sudden he stole the Declaration of Independence you see him steal it oh my gosh and then you take off and you don't realize that under the building there's all of these like caves and things and it's a whole treasure hunt And my thought was kind of like Escape from Gringotts and Universal, where like you could have some screens play into it where um, you can see Nicolas Cage running away with the Declaration of Independence. But also, um, you know, have it be a more thrilling attraction and get some American history knowledge in there, too.
0: I think that's a fantastic idea.
1: I am glad you think so um did you have anything that you wanted to add any did you want to piggyback do you have
0: your own ideas (laughs) I don't think I could I could think of anything better I think that's a fantastic idea I love the idea of like okay we're gonna go like the the words the declaration of independence has been stolen oh my gosh like the action behind that I feel like would be so fun it's a great movie doesn't have enough representation like you said and it would be an awesome addition to pavilion so i think you knocked this one out of the park amazing well you've done so before on other pavilions so teamwork we love it anything else you want to add oh my gosh i don't think so i mean i feel like we've wrapped up this pavilion so well and we're gonna head over to japan for our next episode which i'm very excited to talk about because i really enjoy this pavilion so hope you have had fun just joining us on this yeehaw adventure it's been so much fun Hey, howdy, hey, now see you real soon.
1: If you guys are wanting to see these World Showcase pavilions in person or visit the countries that they are inspired by, you can certainly start planning your perfect Disney vacation with us at the Castle Chat through Magic by Kate. We have been able to create our own travel advisor business through Kelly's Magical Vacations, now KMV Travel. And we would love to be able to help you, our listeners, create your perfect Disney adventure. For more information or to start planning, you can go to the link in our bio or find the Magic by Kate page on Instagram.
0: Well, guys, thanks so much for spending time with us today on this episode of the Castle Chat. But for now, we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye.